What's up, fellas? Welcome to Reforming Manhood, the podcast we talk life from a Christian male perspective. My name is Mike Watt. I am the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. And I am Jamie Jack of All Trades Hinojosa. Yeah, it's another, it's another Timo Supremo, all three elders of Crosswork Church, uh, podcasting with you men today. From gonna, the happy place. That's right. My shop. Jamie's shop. So many godly things have been discussed in this Yeah, show. we solve the world's cigars. problems, you know? <laughs> in this place? Yeah. Ungodly things, too. We, we, we do not discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> we burn incense unto the Lord and ask him to bless our holy conversation. <laughs> our conversation holy. How's that? <laughs> yeah, so, hey, we are, uh, we're, let's just dive in, because last time we went, we went long. We tried to, we tried to make some efforts to not do that this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... Well, if you sat through all that, thank you. Yeah. Hope you got something out of it. Dude, it was good stuff. I think it was one of our best podcasts yet. Agreed. If you didn't listen to it, you should go back. I know it's a little longer, but you should give it a listen. It's good stuff. Yep. And write some things on our Facebook. That's right. Give us a give and, us a review. And we've learned that the three of us together are JC Ryle. Yeah, yeah. Together <laughs> together we uh we are like uh Voltron. The three of us assemble to create JC Ryle. Are we JC Tron? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but uh, so we're going through his book using his main points as our talking points. Um, this the book is called uh, Thoughts for Young Men. Thoughts for Young Men. Yep. Um, so first week we talked about general um, reasons for exhorting young men, and then last week was special dangers to young men. Um, what, what's this week's chapter called? I, I don't even. This get week's it. chapter is called. General counsels to young men. All right, so just general counsels. These these are just general ideas. We're not going to try to split through sprint through all of them like we did last week. Yeah, no, we're uh, we, we broke this one up into two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to cover three of them uh, this week. Uh, one is a clear view of the evil of sin. Two is becoming acquainted with Jesus, and three is nothing as important as your soul. Um, mm. So let's let's start at the eternal top. soul. Your eternal soul. Yeah, that's right. Now, let's start at the top. Um, JC says to have a clear view of the evil of sin. Mm. Yeah, what does he say in there, man? So he has it broken up into a few different sections. Um, so I'm going to run through those, and then I'll give the quote. Does that okay. sound good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so he says, uh, think for a moment what the Bible says about sin. Um, think about um, uh, what an awful change sin has worked on all, uh, on all of our natures, on all of human nature. Uh, think too what it has cost to make atonement for sin he talks about what sin has done already upon the earth and uh, he also talks about um, all of the misery and sorrow that sin has caused and is causing at this very day mm. I think that's how he breaks it down yeah so, yeah so it's hard for us to imagine a world without sin but that's how God created it this yeah. place was sinless and very good you know um, at the end of each day God said it is good uh, we can't say that at the end of each day. I've had some very some days that I've lived through. And I'm like, this was an evil day. Mm. This was wickedness abound this day. Oh, like uh, when we used to go to Planned Parenthood all the time. Mostly, that's when I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, we'd go out there and just just try to preach the gospel to people. Repent of your sin and and get so many middle fingers and so many f words and called so many things by people who'd say, "I'm a Christian and I wouldn't do what you're doing." Okay, well, I doubt you're a Christian. You're evil. Um, you're killing babies. Um, so yeah. let's talk about that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Let's see you guys come in after those days and be visibly drained. 
Yeah. I mean, with nothing to offer yeah. after that. Yeah, it was it was a fight. It was a battle, and we came in from the battle beat up. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, but but a couple times victorious. Um, saved saved at least one baby, possibly two. Yep. Um, they heard about after the fact. So. Yeah, ex post facto. Yeah. Um, so so JC's thing is to have a clear view of the evil of sin. I don't think we think rightly of sin so mm-hmm. often, especially in our world, but often even in our church, um, as we've got. Um, currently, uh, a lot of Christians and professional, I don't know, pastors or whatever, rebuking Christians for celebrating um, Roe v. Wade instead of doing the right thing, you know, yeah. celebrating that or as well. Imagine, imagine. I was talking to somebody last night, Davis, if you're listening. Um, he said, he said, imagine how jacked up somebody's worldview has to be when they're saying um, we need to mourn with mourn with these women now because they can't murder their children. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I, I'm not going to do that. Um, and the problem I believe in this world is we don't take sin seriously. We don't take the seriousness, the evil that sin is seriously. Um, so let's, let's go to Romans 7 verse, verse 13. How can we do better, um, about taking sin seriously? I'll start with verse 12 because I think that's important. Yeah. So the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By, By no, no means. means. That's right. So, so listen. We, you, you want a clear view of sin? You have to know the law of God. That's what God's law does. It reveals sin in the hearts of men. It acts as a mirror so that we can look at the sin that is on us. Um, so, if you want a clear view of sin, you need to know God's word. Um, you need to know God's law. Um, and uh, and and so so that's why it's it's easy for people who know God's word to say. When things are bad, um, and to call people to repentance. Um, too often though, people don't even know that their sin is sin because they're, they're in a world where sin is applauded. It's relative. Yeah. Yeah. It's relative. Um, so, so if you want a clear view of sin, first start with the law. Um, and it, it, you yourself, men, use the law as a mirror and also hold that mirror up for other people. Here, this is what God's word said. Now look at yourself. Are you guilty? Um, and then keep going to, let's do 18. Do you want to read the rest of 13? Uh, let's do it. We'll, oh, yeah, okay. go th- 13. Yeah, go ahead. Right, so the rest of 13 says, It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. That's right. So you measure through the law, have a mirror. Uh, read that first part again. What does it say? On 13? Yeah, yeah. Did that which is good then bring death to me? That which By is no good means. Didn't yeah, the, the law didn't bring death. It made our acknowledgement of we're going to die known. Yeah, I was thinking the the second part, because that was the first part, and then you read the set, the rest of 13, the first part of the rest of 13 that you read. What does it say? That's me. By no means. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was, was sin, sin producing, producing death, death in, in me, me through what is good in order that sin might be shown to be sin. And through the commandment, might become sinful beyond measure. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't know sin without the law. Um, so, so people out there need the law, and Christian men need to be the ones who hold that mirror up for them. Right. So, oh, eighteen. Yes, eighteen, please. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but do not. But not the ability to carry it out. 
That's so. That's our state. That's what sin does. The evil of sin makes us so that we can do no right. Yeah, J.C. Ryle here talks about thinking about uh, thinking about our nature before sin and how we, like the rest of creation, were very good, mm. um, but not after sin. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, so we need to to, to recognize that the, that the good things, the nice things that are done, do not negate sin. Um, just because um, the uh, the murderer gave money to a church doesn't mean that goes into account for his sentencing for murder. I'm not saying good people. I'm not saying sinful people don't do good. I'm saying it doesn't matter because they've done sin. Um, that's what Scripture's saying. All right, verse 19. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. That's right. So we need to, uh, I call this a struggle with sin. If you're going to have a clear view of sin, um, you need to know the law, you need to know you're not good, and you need to struggle with sin. Um, that's something I think all of us men can look at ourselves and say, yeah, I don't do the good things I want to do. Um, every week at our, at our uh, prayer gatherings at ch- before church, um, we, we start with confession because we're not the men we want to be. Uh, we want to be, but we're not. We struggle with sin. Read 24 now. Well, that's that's when you oh, should sorry. be concerned when you don't struggle with sin. Yeah, yeah. When you just when you just wave the white flag and just say, this is how I am. Because I know lots of people, mm. I mean, sin is second nature, and they have no problem with that. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. Keep so, going. You're uh, doing great. 24. 24? 20, yeah. 24. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? That's right. So, so we don't make light of sin because we have sin in, in us. Because we we sin, that makes us a wretch, nothing less than a wretch. We are wretches because of our sin. And I think the point that that we need to to, to look at here is that Paul acknowledges that mm. he knows he's a wretch. Yeah, Paul, he's the dude who wrote half the New Testament, yeah. still calling himself a wretch. Um, if that's not sobering, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so one thing people tend to do here to, to make light of sin is they'll, they'll avoid Bible words for their sin, right? Um, and so, uh, so what, what are some examples of that there, Trev, you can think of? They'll af- avoid Bible words for their sin? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what you're thinking of, I guess. I, <laughs> I'm just asking for examples. Yeah. Um, they'll try to... This is the one I have in my head right now. Uh, they'll try, they'll try to uh, make it sound nicer than it is by saying "gay," but you're sodomizing. Oh yeah, that's that's one. <laughs> that's yeah, out. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sodomy. Yeah, it's not it's not gay love. It's sodomy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, another one would be uh, abortion. They'll call it uh, removing a fetus or something like that, yeah, but yeah. It, it's baby murder. Yeah, Let's call it what the Bible calls it. Um, a fib is not a fib. That's a lie. That's a breaking of Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, a little, uh, a little crucifix um, with uh, with a Jesus on it. That's that's not a nice little totem. It's an idol. It's with a breaking kids, with kids that we know that are stealing. They won't say, "I, I was just borrowing it." Yeah, no, yeah. You weren't. You had no intentions on giving it. Was an you accident. Got caught. Yeah, yeah. You stole. You broke. You broke. It's a breaking of the Ten Commandments. Um, and so, so I have found one thing we do is with ourselves and with others is we use those Bible words. They're, they're there for a reason. They carry power.
power. Um, so let's use this. No, 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 that, that wasn't borrowing. You didn't just take that. You stole what is not yours. You broke one of the Ten Commandments. Let's talk like that. Yeah. Or t- what about uh, adultery? Moment of weakness. Yeah, yeah, I had a moment of weakness. Um, <laughs> no, 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 you... You, you fornicated with someone who's not your wife, you know, talk about it like that. And it's a little bit different. You know, um, I was just looking at girls. No, you weren't just checking her out. You were lusting after her body. So last night we're at the, we're out there preaching at the bar and, uh, Davis is just trying to have a conversation with this couple and they're like, yeah, we're believers. We go to this church and all yada, yada. And Ryan didn't said, do you fornicate? (laughs) Like just Davis didn't know what to do with that. He's like, wait, what? What do you mean? They're like, yeah, we do that. And he's like, well, I wouldn't say you're a believer then. <laughs> wow. Yeah, using using the Bible words helps with the, I don't know, the weight of sin. It's It, it, it puts the right weight on there by using those Bible terms um, and, and recognizing, as Paul says, that we're, we're wretches because of those sins. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that uh, we can still use this Bible, 2,000-year-old Bible, can yeah. still call out the sin of today still works still it relevant still works it's still sufficient it's still good enough mm. uh, and then final thing uh, in romans 7 is uh 25 the, the the good news or the cost of sin yeah verse 25 buddy sorry, sorry. fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> thanks be to god through jesus christ our lord so then i myself serve the law of god in my mind but in my flesh i serve the law of sin yeah, yeah. So again, thanks be to God. There is good news. Um, Jesus paid for that. That there is a high cost to that. J.C. Rawls has some stuff to say about this, right, Trev? Yeah, in uh, he he calls it uh, in that section. He's talking about uh, what does it cost to make atonement for sin, mm. and uh, he just goes on to say, "He who was in the beginning with the Father, and by whom all things were made, must suffer for the sin, the just for the unjust." must die the death of a malefactor before the way of heaven can be laid upon uh, laid open to any soul. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so so again uh, as as we're going through this counsels for young men, um, I think all men need to hear this. We we need to count the cost of atonement. That was Jesus Christ that paid for my sin. Um, and so so I I should not sin lightly. Yeah, he says he says young men consider these things as you will know as you, as you will not wonder that we preach as we do. Surely, if you did but think of them, you would break with sin for, forever. Will you play with poison? Will you sport with hell? Will you take fire in your hand? Will you harbor your deadliest enemy in your bosom? Will you go on living as if it mattered nothing, whether you own its, whether whether your own sins were forgiven or not, whether sin had dominion over you or over sin? Oh, wake to a sense of sin, sinfulness, and danger. Remember the words of Solomon, fools, None but fools make a mock at sin. Here they're in the request that I make to you this day. Pray that God would teach you the real evil of sin as you would have as you would have your soul saved. Arise and pray. Hmm. That's wow. good stuff. Yeah. Have you ever prayed for that? That God would God, teach me, the evil teach me of sin. what sin is. I, I don't I can't think of that prayer ever coming out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, I, again that's that's who teaches us these things. Um through the knowing of the law, um, Holy Spirit can reveal the sin in our hearts and show us what we need to repent of. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love this chapter. Again, we need to have a clear view of the evil of sin. Um, men, be encouraged. Don't take sin lightly.
Alright, next chapter, he says to become acquainted with Jesus Christ. What, is, what does he have to say in here? Dude, this one was good. So much, huh? <laughs> it's so much, but it was good. It it just, uh, I don't know, got me pumped up. He said, young men, I set before you Jesus Christ this day as the treasury of your souls. Mm. And I, I invite you to begin by going to him. If you would so run as to obtain, let this be your first step. Go to Christ. Do you want to consult friends? He is the best friend, a friend that's sticketh closer than a brother. Do you feel unworthy because of your sins? Fear not, his blood cleanseth, cleanseth from all sin. He says, Though sins be as scarlet, they shall be white, you shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Do you feel weak or unable to follow him? Fear not, he will give you the power to become sons of God. He will give you the Holy Ghost to dwell in you and seal you for his own. A new heart he will give you and a new spirit he will put within you. Are you troubled? Or beset with particular infirmities? Fear not. There is no evil spirit that Jesus cannot cast out. There is no disease of your soul that he cannot heal. Do you feel doubts and fears? Cast them aside. Come unto me, he says. Him that cometh I will in no way, in no way cast out. He knows well the heart of a young man. He knows your trials, your temptations, your difficulties, and your foes. In the days of his flesh he was like yourselves, a young man at Nazareth. He knows by experience a young man's mind. He can be touched with the feeling of your infirmities. For he suffered himself being tempted. Surely you will be without excuse if you turn away from your, from such a savior. If you turn away from such a savior, a friend and friend is this. Hear the request I make to you this day. If you love life, seek to become acquainted with Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's freaking good. It's good, guys. Yeah, yeah. Become acquainted with Jesus Christ. And here's, here's what uh, here's what I believe. I I believe people aren't acquainted with him. I think they've heard about him. I think. Uh, um, I was watching this uh, comedian talk um, today. I guess it was today. Anyways, he was saying, um, he said, what if aliens came to Earth and they asked about who Jesus was? And they're like, yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was this guy. He said, okay, he was your God's son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he came for what? To tell us to be nice. He said, oh, and you did what to him? Well, we killed him for that. And, and now you remember him 2,000 years later to remember to be nice? Yeah, kind of. And it was this embarrassing conversation in front of aliens, imaginary embarrassing conversation in front of aliens about how we needed Jesus so we could be nice. Um, but that's not why Jesus came. Um, and that's not even the Jesus of the Bible. There's, there's, there's like Satan's lies. There's, there's enough truth in there to miss the actual truth. Um, and so, so we need to become acquainted with who Jesus is. And sometimes that starts with, who he is not. Um, so so he is not just a good teacher. Right, Jamie? Right, right. So that's what a lot of people think today. He's just a good prophet, good teacher. Just came to tell everybody to love and and, uh, and be nice and and to uh, do good unto others. Um, no, it's, he's God. Yeah. And, and there's a lot more to him uh, that people choose to ignore. Because yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, and saying he's a good teacher but not God is really ignoring much of his teachings, right? Right. Mark Mark chapter one starts off with this is the gospel of Jesus, the Son of God. Um, so you can't you can't get Jesus without he can't just be a good teacher. He's either the Son of God or he's nothing, right? right. Um, and so um, he's not that. Um, he's also not a way to God. Um, that's I think another mistake some people make mm-hmm. um, that that he's a way you can get to God, right, Trev? Go ahead. Yeah, no, he's he's the only way. Uh, is it John fourteen six? 
the way, the truth, and life. Yeah. He says he's the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but through him. Um, yeah. He's super exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not getting to heaven. You're not getting the Father without Jesus. That's that's Jesus, the good teacher. That's his claim. Right. right? <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. He's not uh, He's not always nice either. Some people think that, that he's always nice. Um, but... Uh, but Matthew ten thirty four through thirty six says a little bit different, doesn't it, Jamie? So, so uh, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. That's right. In fact, he told Peter to pack a sword when he goes out. Um, and so, so this isn't the nice, nice baby. Yeah. You know, Jesus holding babies, right? Yeah. In that in that Matthew verse, he goes on to say, "I've come to bring division between father and son, and mother and daughter." Yeah. <coughs> And that a person's enemies will be that of his own household. Hmm. Um, what do you do with that if you think Jesus is going to be nice? Whoever yeah. loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Yeah, I saw I saw a meme this week. Or no, I think it was a tweet. I think it was a tweet. And it says, uh, Jesus saying to pray for your enemies presupposes that you're going to have enemies. Oh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Roasted. Yeah. Um, this is what Jesus commanded us to do. Yeah. Um, if we're if we're going to do what Jesus told us to do, that means we're going to have enemies, yeah, like He did, even within our own household. Yeah, if you're going to have enemies, you need a sword. Yeah, so so Jesus is not always nice. Um, he's not a way, and he's not just a good teacher. He's the Son of Living God, um, and and we should become acquainted with Him. You need to get to know Him. Here's the thing: this isn't some spiritual, mystical thing. Um, who He is is written. In the Bible, we got four books that you can get to know him. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, we should be in the Gospels. I think every man should read the Gospels every year. Um, you shouldn't, a, sh- a year shouldn't pass that you don't read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, so that, as J.C. Rowell says, you can become acquainted with Jesus. Yeah. And I know what you guys are saying, because I would say the same thing too. Well, where do I start? I mean, I read this thing and I fall asleep two sentences in. <laughs> yeah, I get and it. And I don't understand it. What, what do I do? What do we do, Mike? What do we do for those guys that are scared? Just do it anyways. Yeah, you just yeah, just trudge through it. Yeah. One thing, one thing that I can give as far as uh, advice for that is pray. Pray before you read. Yeah. Pray for for um, being able to understand it, for revelation, and uh, pray for being able to apply it to your life. Yeah. And to not fall asleep. Right. And because uh, I don't think you can do anything apart from the Holy Spirit. And I think that's who grants us a revelation. That's who grants us understanding. And look, look to good teachers. Yeah. Um, R.C. Sproul, my personal favorite. <laughs> J.C. Ryle. Yeah. J.C. Ryle, man. Pretty, you can read some J.C. Ryle to be good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, this, this last point is, or this point is become acquainted with Jesus. Um, get to know him. Read the gospels. Pray to him. The, the get to know him doesn't have to be, um, like this long time on bloody knees praying, you know, um, read or listen to the gospels, get to know him, how he would act, the things he would say, the things he would do. He's, uh, a lot of people know Jesus. They, they think of, of those. I think of those, uh, characters at, uh, you know, at six flags, you know, they got the big face and the little body. Um, and it, and it, it kind of looks like a cartoon version of the person. A lot of times it does, but, it's not the same as the person. It's night and day difference um, when you compare an actual person to one of those, you know, amusement park 
caricatures. Um, yeah. And that's how they know Jesus, just the caricature. No, I, no, no, get I to know him. I guarantee you one thing, too. If you make learning about Jesus a habit, it's going to break a lot of other bad habits. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anything else from J.C. Riles? We wrap this one up. Yeah, we got to get to the soul. Oh, sorry, I, I meant this point. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Right, no, number no, that's three. It. Number three. He says nothing is as important as your own soul. Do I wish I, I, I want to know if he wrote a whole book on this. It's good because huh? I would read it. It's good. Yeah, uh, he goes on to talk about how our soul is eternal. Hmm. How all of these things, all of these things in this world will pass away. None of these things will stay here forever. But your soul will live forever. Um, it's it's. It's gold. Yeah. This whole section is gold. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, the, it's not a category we think about often. I think uh, I had two friends. Um, one friend was showing the other friend a TV show. I hadn't seen it before myself, um, but it was uh, It's probably, probably a lot of folks watch it. It's called Naked and Afraid. Um, and uh, That's a dorky show. One show was showing the other one, and here's the thing. It's addicting. He said, don't like, worry. It's... All the parts are blurred out. Um, and so my other buddy, he's watching it. And uh, he said something to me that just I'd never thought on these terms. He said, man, I get it. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's it's good. It's these people are trying to survive with nothing. Yeah. Literally, literally nothing. nothing. Yeah. Um, but a microphone, best I can on tell. On their neck. Yeah. Yeah. And a camera crew. Yeah. And uh, he said this. He said, it's, it's just not good for my soul to watch that. I don't see the naked parts. I don't see the twigs and berries but but dude i breaking beans franks and beans it's like it's like me and golf i say so many cuss words <laughs> like i just don't play it because it's not good for my soul not good for my soul that's exactly it um and we need to learn to think on these kinds of terms um this is a uh, david's short-sightedness when when he got with Bathsheba, right mm, yeah um, he wasn't thinking about his soul he was thinking about that booty yeah um and so and there were consequences there were that. huge consequences um, and I guess this even kind of goes back to our last episode of not thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. You're yeah. not thinking about these things. Yeah. yeah. He talks about uh, take for a moment to think about why you're put on this world, why you're put on this earth. And he says you were placed here to train for eternity. Um, Ooh, we weren't merely good. to chase the desires of the flesh, but we were put here to train for eternity. It makes you think of uh, – of, um, uh, C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Whenever he's talking at the end in the last battle about why they loved the things of the world so much, it's, you love these things in the world that were good because they're things that are going to be in eternity, hmm. um, and they're just a small picture of what we're going to see. Yeah. On the other side of eternity. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those little sample Baskin Robbins scoops of of yeah, eternity. Yeah, that makes right? you want to eat a whole tub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so my suggestion here, since nothing is as important as your soul is to invest in your soul. Um, this is tough. I get it. We don't think on these terms, and so uh, so investing in your soul, you got it takes takes work. Um, when you invest in stocks or other things that I've never invested in, it means that <laughs> money isn't used for those thing, those short sighted things anymore. Yeah. It's used for long future. Term. Yeah, for long term, and so uh, so we need to invest in our soul. And in fact, Jesus says to do, do it in Matthew ten. Is it 28, Jamie? Yeah, Matthew 10, 28. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Hmm. Yeah, think about your soul that way, guys. Yeah. Uh, invest in your soul. 
And that presupposes that, way. presupposes that your soul is eternal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will be there in some place forever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. So invest in your soul. Do the work. Um, I think the biggest things we can do if, if we remember in large term, in big scale, long term, is to put the enemies of Jesus under his feet. Um, when we do that by the power of sharing his gospel. And so, so do things, and, and I'll tell you, inside every man that I know, maybe not every man, every man I've t- spoken to about this, um, like Trevor was talking about doing preaching in front of the, the bars, um, when we do it at Planned Parenthood or have done it on mission trips, inside every man is a coward who doesn't want to do it. <laughs> I could just tell you, um, he's a coward that says, eh, I'm going to pass, or I'll do it later, or next time, or, that it's not going to work anyways. It's all these things that, that, that say we, we shouldn't worry about it. We shouldn't do it. But they're all, they're, it's just the coward inside you guys. Um, well, what, did, what did Jesus say when he was about to do something hard or say something hard? And just like J.C. Ryle said in that last passage, fear not. That's right. I can tell you how many times Jesus said that. Yeah, just, do it anyways. Just do it. Yeah. 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 I would say, and I think J.C. Ryle gets to this in this last paragraph, um, but just living for God's glory in everything that you do, um, even the uh, mundane things that you do. Um, he says, uh, don't forget this. Keep in view morning, noon, and night the interests of your soul. Rise up each day desiring that it may prosper. Lie down each evening inquiring of yourself whether it has really got on. Remember Zeuxis, the great painter of old, when the man asked him, why he labored so intensely and took such extreme pains with every picture. His simple answer was, I paint for eternity. Do not shame to be like him. Do not be ashamed to be like him. Set your moral soul before your mind's eye. And when men ask why, when men ask you why you live as you do, answer them in his spirit. I live for my soul. Believe me this day, uh, th- the day is fast coming when the soul will be the one thing men will think of. And the only question of importance will be this. Is my soul lost or saved? Hmm. Hmm. That that there being the final answer for your soul. Um, and so, yeah, invest in your soul. Do things that build up your soul. Sometimes that means quit doing some stuff. Sometimes it means you're wasting your time doing things that don't matter um, or that are killing your soul. Um, but sometimes it means just adjusting your point of view. It's not just painting a picture like Xerxes or whatever that guy's name Zeuxis, was. Zeuxis yeah. or something. Zeuxis. It's... It's painting a picture for eternity. It's having a longer term in mind as you do these mundane things. Um, and so it's doing the same thing, but it's doing it for different reasons, to, to the glory of God and to the building up of your very soul. Yeah, it makes, makes what you do have a little more validity, a little more importance. When, yeah. you, when you think maybe your job sucks or you know, you're right. just doing something repetitive or something, when you, when you put it in perspective... That you're actually doing something for eternity, it kind of changes your viewpoint on it. Makes it a little bit more interesting. Makes it a little bit more desirable to get it done. Yeah. And when you do that with your life, as boring or mundane as it be, when you know that there's something on the other end of that, it makes it a little more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Adds adds <coughs> value to it. Um, again, if you can do that, some things you can't do that way, and maybe you are doing the wrong thing, and it's time to make a soul switch. Um, you need to change to doing things that matter to your soul. Um, and, and I would say do that without tearing up other parts of your soul, right? And so <laughs> the uh, the guy who loves golf and wants to quit his job to be a, a golfer 
Um, you, you're burning your family part of your soul. You know what I mean? And so don't do that. Um, but let's find ways you can do things that matter to your soul. Um, the reason reason I never chased fame and fortune in uh, in WWE, um, I like to tell myself anyways, is not because I wasn't good enough, but because but because I saw it wasn't good for my soul. That much travel, that much time away from my wife, that much temptation. Um, nah, I don't have I don't have the strength, the soul to say to say no to those things to continue following Jesus. So I just recognized it wasn't good for my soul. Um, I may not have been good enough also, but let's not talk about that part of it. <laughs> um, so I, he's got a, a final quote as we, as we finish up. He says, rise up each day, um, so, something like that. Uh, rise up each day with the intent of pouring into your soul. Or Yeah, he said, uh, keep in view morning, noon, and night the interests of your soul. Yep. Rise up each day desiring that it may prosper. Yep. That's our encouragement to you, fellas. Rise up each day with view of your soul. Having a clear view of evil, becoming acquainted with Jesus, and knowing that there's nothing as important as your soul. Yep. Let's continue the conversation on our Facebook group, Performing Manhood. Link is in the uh, description there. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, leave, leave a, a review. review. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right, my name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet, Trevor Cowan. And I'm Jamie, Jack of All Trades, Hinojosa. You guys be sweet and show Jesus. Later. Later. Later.